Trojan Artifact Findings Codex Eldar 3rd Edition Written by Gavin Thorpe With additional text by Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson and Tuomas Perinin Pages 2 and 3 Narrated by R.J. Bailey Your understanding is not required, Mon Kay. Merely your surrender. Message to Colonel Brand at the Third Battle of Bellafon I Introduction Welcome, revered leader, star of the firmament, to Codex Eldar, a book dedicated to helping you collect, paint, and fight battles with the warriors of the craft world Eldar in Warhammer 40,000. Overview of the Eldar The Eldar are an incredibly ancient race, who once ruled a vast empire across the stars. Then came the hideous times of the Fall, when the Eldar were consumed by their own decadence and fell from power. The few who survived were scattered across the stars. Though the Eldar are few in number, they are one of the most technologically advanced races in the galaxy. This advantage is combined with the prodigious abilities of their farseers, who scry the future and guide their kin along the most favourable paths of fate. Why collect an Eldar army? The Eldar are a very powerful army with many specialist squads, in the form of the Aspect Warriors. Their vehicles are highly effective, fast skimmers without exception, heavily armed for their size. With their falcons and wave serpents, the Eldar excel at swift attacks and flexible defence, enabling them to move the right units to where they are needed. Although generally not as well armoured and tough as Space Marines, for example, Craftworld Eldar do have access to reasonably heavily armoured troops, such as the Wraithguard, Striking Scorpions, and Warp Spiders. Craftworld Eldar also have the most powerful battlefield psychers in the Warhammer 40,000 game, and in a greater ratio when compared to other races. Farseers and Warlocks can provide excellent support with their psychic powers, confounding the enemy's plans and bolstering your own attack. To summarize, a Craftworld army has many different tools at their disposal, psychers, specialist troops, and excellent vehicles. However, they tend to be more fragile than other races, and if used unwisely they will not fare well. Many of the troops and vehicles are relatively expensive in terms of their points cost, so it is essential that you maximize their strengths at every opportunity. If your long-range support units get engaged in close combat, or your assault units have to spend most of the battle trekking across the tabletop, you'll get a poor return for your investment of points. Craftworld Eldar armies look very striking on the battlefield. Each Craftworld has an overall colour scheme which unifies the army, broken by the ritual colours of the different aspect warrior squads. With the Avatar, Wraith Lords and War Walkers, there are plenty of centerpiece models you can really go to town on, and the Falcon and its variants are possibly the slickest-looking vehicles in Warhammer 40,000. Warning. This information designated highly classified. Access restricted. Authorized personnel only. Two Magos Xenologis Frantics. Transmitted Onkestus. Received Sherilax. Date 4543848 M38. Duct. Astropath Terminus Lumia. 
author, tech engineer Pilamist, purity seal, inquisitor Abhorren. Thought for the day, study the alien, the better to kill it. Our preliminary findings of the artifact found in the Trojan sector can be summarized thus. The edifice, illustrated in the attached schematic, is some 5.36 meters high, constructed of an unknown material, possibly some form of organic-based polymer. The surface of the obelisk is decorated with numerous Eldar runes, with character height varying from 0.23 meters to 1.2 meters. There is no external mechanism, wiring, or other evidence of any mechanical operation. Intricate internal crystal circuitry bears a resemblance to the designs on the surface, which may be some kind of psycho-activated mechanism for operating the device. Within a central cavity, there is a small warp core. This rates at approximately 1.02 microspheres, extremely dense for its volume. The warp aura generated by the core is of a different signature to our own, containing an alternating fluctuation waveform. It appears that the warp breach is made into a self-contained domain, a part of, but separated from, warp space itself. Such a portal could be opened by releasing the potential energy of the collapsed warp core, enabling sizable objects to pass through. Our estimate is that a stable warp breach of 10 to 13.5 meters could be sustained indefinitely and expanded to 40 to 50 meters for short periods of time. Inquisitor Abhorren also made such a comment on the purity censored. If this is true, it would explain the Eldar's ability to deploy from warp space from within a high gravity field, as the gravimetric forces would not affect the subcontainment field. Truly, these creatures are one of the most advanced races in our galaxy. Structure, Eldar. Purpose, unknown. Theorize, warp gate portal. Sector, Trojan. Warp resonance, 8.1002-1 over 4. Active resonance, 9 to 10 stroke 6 stroke B. Inactive resonance, 1.9 stroke A. Minimum resonance, 48 colon 20, stroke 4, stroke D. Maximum resonance, 101 colon 101, stroke 9, stroke B. Content analysis, content stroke unknown. Structure, structure, stroke 2.5, escape, stroke, escape B. Density, 5.4389 parcels. Tone, D flat. File, subject E, stroke, mono, stroke, one. There is no art more beautiful and diverse than the art of death. Lekonfir of Biltan. You have been listening to Trojan Artifact Findings, pages two and three. Codex Eldar, third edition, written by Gavin Thorpe with additional text by Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson, and Tuomas Perinin. Pages 2 and 3. Narrated by R.J. Bailey. Thank you to Gav Thorpe, Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson, and Tuomas Perinin for writing the fiction I grew up with. Additional thanks to Tuomas for helping me pronounce his name correctly, or as near to it as we were able to get. If you've enjoyed this, 
please leave a review where you found it, or like, share and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Oldex, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and lore I grew up with. If you have any suggestions for other old Codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, you can comment, contact me on Twitter at rjbailey, or email robertjbailey at gmail.com. Links are in the show description.